American Scouser podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Chris. Warm you up with some more news on Liverpool. And uh, this week, I've got a very special interview uh, with a good friend of mine. Um, I've got Kerry McCuska. Uh, Kerry, how are you doing? Good. I'm, I'm doing really well. How are you? Uh, I'm not so bad. I'm surviving. Um, so, yeah, Kerry, um, just to give everybody an idea, um, you know, I, I met you a couple of years ago, what, five, six years ago? Uh, in Orlando. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically just the background. Um, I moved to Orlando. Or I moved to Florida and I was looking for LFC groups and um, I connected with Carrie on Twitter. Um, she was with the Orlando group and she was just basically pulling in Liverpool supporters. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll go and check this out. And then we met and it turns out we have a, a mutual acquaintance, so to speak. Um, as a Manchester United supporter. I'm going to give a shout out to David Thompson. Um, so I know that's a name from your past. I, and forgot, my past. I forgot about that. Yes. Um, <laughs> so yes, um, I used to work with a guy called David Thompson back uh, at a place called Adventure Team in Northern Ireland. And yes. um, about a year before I moved to the States, actually. And it turns out, um, I think we'll get to it. Kerry, you spent some time in Northern Ireland and David happens to be a friend of yours. Yes. So when I, like, it was when I was still a teenager in high school, my dad got a job working in Northern Ireland, which was unheard of back then because this was back in the year 2000. So there was still not necessarily troubles going on, but it was not, everything wasn't okay. There was pipe bombs every July, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I didn't even know what pipe bombs were until I got over <laughs> But yeah, and there were still all the wall murals. I've been back, you know, the past few years to Northern Ireland, and the wall murals are a bit more peaceful, and yeah. they've been kind of changed over the time. But back then, they were still hardcore, like, you yeah. know, here's the division <laughs> right in front of your face. And so it was interesting Fun. to be there. Yeah, it was really <laughs> interesting to be there. Overall, it was a very safe feeling. You just had to, you know, be careful during um, certain the, the certain time of year. But yeah, I spent. Um, about a year there and that's how I got to know David <laughs> he was a neighbor really that's mad so that ties in nicely on on on, on my first question on, on how you became a Liverpool fan so it was being over there so it's interesting because I think a lot of people become supporters especially coming from the U.S. Because they have some sort of background following the sport, you know, they, they've either played or they just like the sport in general. So they kind of yeah. pick a player, they kind of pick a team based on that team doing really well that year. But for me, yeah. I played my whole life. So I knew the sport really well. So when I went overseas, I noticed that people were following certain clubs. I was so young, I was 17. I had no idea that there was really even this professional league is like we had MLS and you know that back then especially was kind of like not the greatest <laughs> like we had Tampa Bay Muni and then they disappeared you know like yeah. you know so when people say like follow your you know you should follow your local club it's like we didn't even really have a local club where I grew <laughs> like yeah. that was what professional like soccer slash football was to me and so when I went over to the UK I was like wow they really have like a good professional league here and I was never exposed to it I, I obviously would have known that I would have existed because I followed like World Cups yeah. um so unfortunately I was a huge Michael Owen fan 
okay. <laughs> from from following um him during uh World Cup France '98. <laughs> yeah, the infamous Argentina goal. Yes, yes. So I thought he was. I mean, I was huge in watching World. I mean, I think if you grew up watching the sport in the U.S. back in the '90s, you watched all the World Cups. Yeah. Um, we didn't really have access to the professional, like to Premier League or really any of the European leagues so much back then. Um, so when I lit, when I lived over there, and then I started traveling, and this was key to me. Um. I went, I actually went to the city of Liverpool. So you kind of know how I am now and how much I, I love to travel and how yeah. like I'll go to places that aren't necessarily considered safe or normal to go to. Yeah. So I was kind of backpacking a little bit, going around uh, the UK and Scotland and Ireland and well, and Scotland's part of the UK, but I was going around England, Scotland, Ireland. And um, I went to London and I wasn't, I was like, oh, that's a big city. I'm not really that, I'm, like, I mean, I, it was like, you know, it's just like a big city. I, it wasn't my thing. And so, so people were like, well, you got to give England a chance, go to the North. And I was like, where? And so people were saying, you know, oh, you should go to Liverpool. And then other people were saying, don't go there. It's dangerous. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I am definitely going there. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, I went to the city and fell in love with it. I, you know what? As soon as I got off the train and I started noticing when I was on the train, like the first, like somebody, I couldn't understand them. And I'm like, what language are they speaking? <laughs> I had no idea. Cause you know, most Americans think that like the typical English accent is like your Cockney accent, yeah. or, you know, like, like, so when you're listening to Scousers, it doesn't sound like English at all. So no. when I got off the train, especially, and I was like, what is everyone saying? <laughs> <laughs> it was just so cool it was like a different culture it was so unique it wasn't dangerous or scary like everyone yeah. was saying and this was before liverpool one was built up i just yeah. loved it I, yeah it's, it's, it, it's an amazing city i mean like when i was back home i was there a lot and you know we had the direct ferries that would run from belfast to liverpool so you know at the weekends they were packed with liverpool and sometimes united and everton fans not as many, but mainly Liverpool fans going across for games. And, and I, it's one of those cities where, like you said, you hear all these stories or, you know, people from certain places will tell you, oh, Liverpool's a dodgy place or whatever, but it's not. It's one of the most welcoming places in the UK. Um, mm -hmm. And the people themselves, like you said, the language, we have our own language in Northern Ireland. We, 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 we have words that we use and how we phrase things that people just they look at me funny. I still talk like I'm from home and I still talk like everybody. I assume that everybody understands me. Um, I actually do better here in Tennessee than I do in Florida um, because lots of the, the Scottish and Irish heritage here. So there's a twang that's in my right. accent. right. Yeah. Um, and that's probably why I feel at home here. Um, but yeah, Liverpool is another place where I feel at home. Yeah. Uh, it, it has that homeliness to it. And the people in the city are, are so welcoming. Um, just a different breed they really are a different breed of people um they have a, a great out outlook on the world and i can understand it's one of those things where i can understand why people from america fall in love with it and i can see why like yeah. the owners fell in love with it because yeah. there's a there's there's almost a similarity from the the boston thing but uh speaking on the travel thing that's that's pretty much why we have you on the chat um i mean you've got Basically, your Twitter and your Instagram. I think it's your your Twitter is me, your main uh, your main spot, isn't it? Um, are you carry somewhere at the minute? Or yeah, I'm 
keeping my Twitter handle and my Instagram handle, even though it's Carrie Nowhere now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if, if anybody isn't aware of, of Carrie's background, um, if you haven't been following her, um, definitely get online, check out um, Instagram, Twitter, um, and we'll get to our blog later. But um, she has pictures f- with more supporters clubs around the world than anybody that I know. Um, she has more pictures with supporter clubs around America than anybody that I know. Um, she's known for travel. She travels a solo uh, around the world to some random ass places um, and some really, really cool places. Um, and, uh, and she also has a really great thing in her blog about traveling to games as a solo person um, in Liverpool. So we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. But um, the travel thing, what, what was, was that just something you've always been down for or was it just one day you decided hey I'm gonna go for a walk and didn't go home no it's weird so when I was living in Northern Ireland I was young and then um it was just a fluke thing because my dad got the job over there and so I explored the UK and Ireland so then I came back to the US finished up high school went to college never got my passport replaced. I didn't actually travel out of the country again until I was maybe 30. Uh, So, cause I'm, so yeah, so I mean, I'm 37 now. So I've done most of my traveling in the last six years. Damn. And so, yeah, so it was like, it was just, it was more of like, um, I was so focused on my career and getting just, focus on that. I, I was never the person to really even take vacations and travel domestically, but um, it was kind of like, I just started slowly traveling and realizing how much I loved it and how addicted I was to it. And one of the things that really got me hooked, actually, because I had been to, at that point, I'd only been to um, like places in North America. So I'd been to a couple places in the US. I went to Canada. Um, I went to um, obviously the UK and, and um, Ireland, but I um, ended up going to India for work actually, because I work in the education technology industry and I work as a digital nomad is actually one of the main reasons why I'm able to travel because I've been, people know this concept now, it's a big popular concept now to work remotely and work from home, but I've been working remotely from home, wherever my home might be for, you know, six, seven years now. So I went to India for work and I was like, wow, this is so different. And it was just mind blowing. And I just loved it so much that I wanted to stay, but I was there for work. So I just thought in my mind, really need to figure out how I can travel more. And just to kind of slowly started happening where I was traveling more and more and more until I got to the point where I started traveling full time because I was working from my laptop. So that's kind of how it happened. Yeah. And and the, the one thing that, that stands out, uh, and if you, you get a chance to, to have a look at any Carrie's pictures, um, in the six years that I've known you, um, I think on about, I think three occasions, I have seen you not wearing something that has an LFC emblem on it. I mean, like, honestly, I, I think that's, yeah, pretty much, yeah. I would say I could probably count on one hand the amount of times I've seen you in, let's say, civvies, so to speak. Yeah. So what, what was it? 
was it a conscious effort to to actually do the Liverpool thing, or was it just something you noticed you had been doing and then decided to kind of sort of elaborate on it and, and make it a point to actually wear a Liverpool shirt everywhere you went? So actually I wasn't wearing Liverpool shirts as much when I first got started. Where I got the idea to wear Liverpool shirts more often was, so I am a solo traveler, as you, as you mentioned, but I'm also an extrovert. So what happens is traveling alone full time can make you feel lonely unless you're out there meeting people. Yeah. So one of the ways I meet people is I contact the Liverpool supporters group before I get there. And I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be in your country or your city this week. I'd love to watch a game with you guys. And seriously, like, and I'm sure you're not surprised by this, but 99% of the time they're like, that's awesome. We can't wait to meet you. Like, let me introduce you to this person. Let me add you to our WhatsApp group. Like they give me any kind of information I need. <laughs> and they just treat me like they've known me already. Like we're family. Yeah. And um, so it's it's not, I mean, honestly, at first I was kind of like, wow, this is really cool. I'm so glad I picked this club to follow because like, you know, our supporters are the best, but now I'm just so used to it. But also when I wear the shirt, what I've noticed, and especially in certain regions of the world, people will literally walk up to me and just start talking to me about football. Yeah. So that's why I love to wear the shirt because all I've had like this guy when I was just in Tanzania in February, I was walking around Stonetown Zanzibar, which is like the old historical part of the island in Zanzibar off the coast of Tanzania. And this guy walked up to me practically with tears in his eyes, like this older <laughs> gentleman. I've been following Liverpool because of John Barnes. I've been wow. following for 30 years. And um, I love this club. And like, you know, John Barnes was one of the first players that I loved. And like, we're going to win it this year, finally. You know, and the guy was like, almost in tears. And I'm like, this is why I wear my Liverpool shirt, because he would never have walked up to me if I wasn't wearing that. Yeah. I, I, again, and that's, that's one thing for me. I was, I was chatting to Jamie um, Harrison from LFC Chattanooga. And I was telling him about my time in Orlando. And I used to spend a lot of time at Universal because it's hard not to be at those places when yeah. you live so close. Um, and, and I used to play a game where I would know whether people were from the UK or not by what football shirts they were wearing. Because it would be things like I would see someone in like a Portsmouth shirt or I would see someone in like a Shrewsbury Town kind of kit, uh, a kid. And I would be like, there's no way an American supports Shrewsbury Town. It had, they have to be an English family. And then yeah. you kind of look at them and the way they're dressed, and you're like, yeah, they're definitely English. They're all pink and sunburnt. Um, the look I usually have when I'm there as well. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's how I know, you know, like, recognizes like. Um, but yeah, that, that was a game I used to play in Orlando. And, and again, Orlando, that's how we connected, was through Orlando L LFC. Um, and I know you were part of the group that kind of got them going. Um, how was that for you guys when you when you were starting that up? How was? Yeah. I know Orlando was a, a pretty international city, so it must have been a lot easier to um, yeah. put something together there. Yeah. So I was moving back to Orlando. It was about like six, seven years ago, and that's when I first slowly started traveling. That's how I was able to help start the supporters group there because I wasn't really traveling that much. It was like you know every few weeks or something, and yeah. so. Um, what happened was um, I was on Twitter and, you know, on social media connecting with other Liverpool supporters because I kind of realized back then that since 
this is something that I love that the average American doesn't love. I really need to connect with people on social media. And what happened was when I had moved back here, because I'm originally from Central Florida, I moved back here. And I was like, I really want to get involved in the Liverpool supporters group here. And then I looked it up and I was like, there's not one here. What the heck? I, was, <laughs> I connected with Rob Bickerstaff on Twitter. Yeah, Rob's um, a legend. <laughs> yeah, in Philly, like we connected on social media and I talked to both of them and I said, you guys, this is ridiculous that we don't have a group here. Like we have people from England visiting every week and someone had told me, I think on Twitter or something, because I was tweeting about it, like, why isn't there a Liverpool supporters group here? How can we start one? I was finding people. I think I like found you tweeting from Central Florida and someone said, oh, there's a Facebook group that's they're not really active like there's just a group of people that are from central florida that are part of this facebook group and they meet sometimes at the harp and kelt to watch games but it's only like 10 people max if it's like a yeah. big game because it's not organized and i was like okay cool so i joined that group and then once like a, a few of us that were really trying to get the group going we saw who was the most active in there we started posting and then the people that were regularly going early on we asked them hey can you guys help us organize this and i was really kind of pushing it along because I desperately wanted it so bad. And I knew that like what other groups were doing, like they had access to tickets, they were recognized by the club, like that's a really big deal. And so, I mean, not saying that if you have access to tickets, like it's guaranteed you're gonna get tickets to any, yeah. every, if anyone's listening to this, that's like, oh, that's how you get a ticket. Don't, don't, no. <laughs> that there's access to the possibility of tickets. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that easy. <laughs> no. no, but you know, if I say that, I realize how I said that people are going to be like, oh, that's how you get, like, it's not, it's not that easy. I'm just saying that there's a possibility yeah. of, because we, Rob, you know, puts in tickets for all the supporters in the, in the group that are official, official members. Yeah. And it doesn't always happen, but we wanted that option to be able to at least try and to be recognized by the club. And so it was really cool. Like at first it was a little bit difficult because it was so quiet. But I mean, if you look at the group now, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Rob's taken over because I'm never there anymore. Yeah. I went to visit. I, I was visiting them um, for a game. I can't even remember which game because, you know, usually I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to visit them and I couldn't believe how big the group is and how organized they are. Like they're doing an awesome job. Yeah, it, it was it was interesting for me to see um the growth of the group because because i lived so far away from orlando and i couldn't get there every weekend but i could see the group grow uh, uh, the more i went uh, and you know yeah. and it's testament to the group themselves um you know when you've got people like rob and kevin uh, uh, and stephen yeah. roberts uh, uh and even kathy and the harp and cal crew philly um they're so welcoming um they make sure anybody new that comes through the door is treated like family it, it and again it was my first experience with a supporters club in america and it was such a positive experience um and, and i think that's one of the, the great things about the liverpool supporters clubs is any of the the clubs that i've i've encountered it, it's been that way everybody seems to be very open with each other they're willing to help each other out um and even if you put a like you put stuff in their groups like lfc america usa cop and all this asking questions you have answers from all corners of the country people want to help you out hey if you're coming up here come and check us out you know um it, it's very much a like you said it, that family kind of um yeah. orientated thing and and from i was there for the champions league final against uh, madrid you know and i spent the last 15 minutes sitting outside with steven um just you know just 
having a drink and not being crushed in people and, you know, drowning our sorrows, so to speak, to watching the following year from here in Tennessee and seeing how many more people were there. I mean, even that Madrid game, that was ridiculous, the amount of people. But for the Spurs game, it was even more. It, it had almost doubled. They had six or seven other bars connected to watch the games as well. And I was like, oh, my God, Orlando has just exploded. Um, so it was great to see. And again, you know, with you guys, the work you did early on to get it going uh, and the, the, the work that Rob continues to do um, is testament to that. Um, but, yeah, you were talking about tickets. And um, I, I wanted to sort of get on to your blog. Um, I knew you in a previous guise as LFC and Travel. Um, that was kind of like, you know, you traveled around the world and you wore LFC kits and things like that. Um, but you're, you're working a bit more on your website and getting a blog together specifically for um, solo and small group travelers that don't want to do the package deal thing. Um, not that that's a bad thing. It's just not for everybody. Some people want a bit more freedom. Uh, and you've, you've got some advice in there. If you, you want to tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, sure. So um, I started it, but I've been starting really slow just because I've been traveling full time and working full time. And, and um, so I just kind of been adding to my blog as I could go. But right now I'm adding a ton of content because I'm grounded and I can't travel. And it's the perfect time to add a bunch of content because when we can all travel again, it'll be there. And so the reason why I'm really excited about travel blogging is there's so many bloggers out there. The market's actually saturated, but mine's focus on not just travel, but Liverpool related stuff. So, um, there's actually no other website or blog out there that covers what, like any kind of advice on really traveling as a Liverpool fan, you can find little bits and pieces here and there and stuff. And, um, but if you want to go to Liverpool from a supporter's perspective, and we've got millions of supporters around yeah. the globe. People want to travel there. They want to watch a game, but they most of them want to do other stuff. And if they don't want to do other stuff, I want to try to convince them to do because you know how I feel about the city. I love the city, yeah. and I think people should really experience the city and and understand the culture. And and um, you know that's a big part of being a supporter is really understanding the culture. And it's. Like, so I'm focused on creating a lot of content, giving advice on where to stay, what to do in the city, um, you know, experiencing some of the different museums there, the Beatles tours. Um, there's even uh, the Shankly Hotel there puts on Bill Shankly tours, which is really cool. And of course, like people don't even know what to expect with a stadium tour. So for instance, if you show up and you want to book the stadium tour and you do it the day of the game, you're not going to be able to see the media room or the players changing yeah. room or the day after, I think even the game, something like that. And so I have it all written down actually, cause I've been taking notes for years, but I'm working on these blog posts kind of explaining that. So if you're staying in the city for a week, I would actually recommend booking the stadium tour right when you arrive or right before you leave, because you're going to have less crowds. Don't book it as far away from match day as possible because things do get blocked off. And I even went there on Halloween once and they had Halloween decorations everywhere, kind of covering things that I wanted to take photos of. Some people won't care, but for me, I love getting like those good photos. So I was like, yeah. what the heck, all these decorations. And I have been there on match day when the player's changing room was closed down. And that's a big deal. The player's changing room is one of the main things I want to see. So there's all these little tips and tricks of people who have been going there for years 
um, you know, people like me who can give that advice and it's all like free on my website. And so that's what I'm putting together right now. That's going to be ready. So when everyone's back to traveling, when I'm back to traveling, when people are back to traveling over there for games, they'll be able to access that. Cool. Cool. Happy days. And that's the thing is it's, it's, it's one of those things that there's, you know, not everybody likes a package deal, you know, uh, and obviously we, we did a, a, an interview with Ken a few weeks ago and, and he does the package deals. And I know you and Ken are friends uh, and, yeah. you know, uh, and we obviously, we have a thing on the website, you know, if you want to book a tour with Ken, you can do it through there. And we'll probably add a, a link to your, um, your travel blog as well to the site um, for people if they, if they want to get a, a direct link there and they're not too good at, or they're too lazy to Google. Um, <laughs> and one thing I noticed is um, you're kind of famous in the Middle East. <laughs> so today is the, um, if, you've been, if you haven't been following Kerry, um, today is the anniversary of um, Mohammed Salah re retweeting pictures of Kerry at the uh, pyramids in Egypt. Um, this, is, this is, for me, Kerry's major claim to fame, that Mo Salah knows who she is. <laughs> um because she took a picture of herself um i'll probably i'll throw a picture up with the uh when i put the post up with the, the podcast so if anybody's listened to the podcast and they wonder what the picture is they'll know what it is um but yeah well, what was that like that has that's got to be a little bit surreal for the for that time frame that you were kind of this so what, ha what happened was this is gonna sound so just cheesy but i don't care um I, one of the reasons I love tra con combining travel and football because every country you go to, people support like some sort of club. A lot of people support Liverpool. People know football, unlike maybe in the US so much, but like yeah. everywhere, a lot of countries I like going to, like places in Africa, the Middle East, um, you know, Southeast Asia, people are crazy for the sport. So I, um, my favorite country has been Egypt for years now. And I'm just obsessed with Egyptian culture and history. So when we signed Mohammed Salah, I know this is so cheesy. And I was one of the first ones to give him a chance, probably because I was like, oh, yeah, we signed an Egyptian. This is kind of cool, you know, because for me, my brain's always travel, travel, travel. So I'm like, I love Egypt. So, um, you know, a lot of people were kind of upset. Like, oh, you know, he's kind of like a Chelsea reject. He didn't really do yeah. much there, you know. <laughs> and I was excited. And Part of it, though, is, you know, also, I am a believer in Klopp, and uh, so I was just like, you know, I want to give anyone a chance that, that uh, to see what they can do under Klopp, and um, so I got his shirt right away. As soon as we signed him, I got the home shirt with Mohammed Salah on the back, and I was probably one of the only ones outside of Egypt that did that, <laughs> <laughs> and so I started traveling, because I travel a lot wearing my Liverpool shirt. I started traveling the world wearing a Muhammad Salah shirt. So I have all these photos of Mo Salah on my back, me looking at something. And so I was just posting them and posting them and posting them. So when I finally went to Egypt and I wore my Mo Salah shirt at the pyramids, it just exploded. The Egyptian media got a hold of it. And it's, it's a lot of it has to do with the fact that like, you know, here's a foreign woman. Cause I obviously look so foreign. I have blonde hair. So here's a foreign woman, because at that time, that was the first year that Mo Salah was really becoming a huge star. Like, Egypt loved him, because I remember going to Egypt at first, and they were like, yeah, do you know this, this player, you know, he's playing in Italy, and he's a big player for Egypt. But it wasn't, he wasn't that big of a deal yet. But at that time, he was becoming such a huge deal for, like, the whole entire world. 
that when I showed up like wearing like posting these photos and they were like here's an American travel blogger wearing a Mosala shirt in Egypt he's really like our beloved celebrity really is a big deal worldwide and yeah. Americans wearing his shirt and that was like what all the media Egyptian media was saying like and it was like a woman wearing it too so it was, like <laughs> all in my favorite yeah so yeah just exploded it was all over the media and so one of the uh sports media outlets tweeted the photos to Mosala. it was like four photos of me one was in like in thailand one was in front of the pyramids and then two others like one was in jordan another middle eastern country and so he actually like responded and interacted and made some sort of joke like oh you know i hope that the traveling liverpool supporter is fine and everyone takes care of her because the media you know is going crazy and um and a lot of couple of my posts, I was talking about how much I loved Egypt and it was my favorite country. So of course they ate that up. And you yeah. like it was like I posted and shared that before the media went crazy. So you know everyone knew it was like it was pretty legit. But that yeah, that's that's how that all happened. <laughs> I, I remember when I saw it and I was like, and I remember you posting the picture because I, I know you you'd kind of talked about you're always talking about you know when, when you post and you, you talk about your travel and you always talk about your interaction with with Liverpool fans wherever you are whether it's Guatemala Tanzania wherever it is and um and it was kind of like the Egyptian thing and I was like and then you were saying it was kind of cheesy and I was looking at it and I was going yeah the obligatory Salah shirt shot with the pyramids I mean everybody's everybody that's a Salah fan is going to do it yeah. but then I, and then I saw like all these the next thing it was like it had been shared like 1500 times and I'm like, what the hell's going on here and I'd seen it had gone viral and you were like holy shit I've gone viral in the Middle East uh, this this white blonde lady from America is famous in the Middle East um for being a Mosala fan I was like this is it's, that's funny it's I'll admit I'll fully freely admit it was cheesy but you know what it was like it ended up being so much fun because actually when I met him because then Liverpool came that summer for the preseason tour yeah. I met him and when I met him, he was signing and I was waiting in line for him to take signatures and take photos. And I was next and I was like, real quick, I have to tell you something. I'm the woman that was wearing your shirt around the world and posting those photos. And he looked right at me and said, oh, really? And I was like, oh my gosh, he knows who I am. <laughs> every cheesy photo at that point <laughs> yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be that's the thing as well like and, and some of the other people will think you did that thing with, i think was it dunkin donuts yeah, yeah. You, flirt, you met Klopp, and you were drinking sangria with with luis garcia Luke and garcia, stuff yeah. i wasn't jealous at all um you know i was happy for my friend um <laughs> no I, I mean what's that like i mean you've actually met jürgen Klopp. um i mean I, here's the thing i i don't get starstruck I, i'm not really that kind of person but I think if if I came face to face with Jurgen Klopp, I would turn into a three year old child. Yeah. You know, um, what was that like? So I'm kind of like you. Like I'm not really starstruck either. Like I'm not really good with like pop culture and celebrities. But when it comes to Liverpool Football Club, I would like I just love to like just meet them because you're yeah. you know I'm just just such a big fan. So basically, because it was like it, it, I felt like a three year old child. So I was. I, it was, um, I was partnering with Dunkin' Donuts. They liked, you know, what I was putting out there on Twitter and they asked, you know, cause they were a sponsor. Hey, can, can you tweet on our behalf? We'll make sure you get into this event and you can meet um, the legends, Lewis Garcia, Gary Mack and all of them, Robbie Fowler, Ian Rush. And then we got to do some sort of brunch and Klopp was supposed to show up. It wasn't a guarantee. So I was ready for him to show up. And then when he walked in, I was just 
like I was like I can't talk I'm like a giddy I'm, I'm like a giddy child like you said like a three-year-old like I was just freaking out it was like Jurgen Klopp is right there and you know he's huge he's so tall he's loud he's animated he's not your typical German so it's not even that like he's there it's like you can hear him you can't yeah. avoid seeing him like it was just like holy crap he's here <laughs> yeah and, and that's the thing the people that I've spoken to that have met him everybody says the same thing he's just this absolute force of, yeah. of nature like he he like when he's in a room he's the attention yeah. in the room and it's not and it's and but it's not a, an arrogance thing or any of that kind of stuff no. he's just no. that personable he's yeah. just that kind of guy yeah he's um, just he's so funny too like he's just when you think of a typical german is that the opposite of that and um like, not that there's anything wrong, you know, it's just Germans are more conservative, a lot more yeah. like reserved kind of, you know, but he's just like loud and animated. And it was, it's just so funny. He's just, he's hilarious. He had us all laughing. And so I was actually wearing a Jurgen Klopp scarf that I bought from Anfield, but you know, those scarves, like they're kind of like cheesy in itself. Yeah. So I was wearing that and he actually, I have a photo of him grabbing the scarf and holding it and saying, this is not me, you know, like <laughs> making fun of the scarf. <laughs> he's just funny he's just so funny and, and that's that's why i mean even people who hate, like our our rival people who support rival clubs they will actually admit that they think he's a cool guy yeah. too you know yeah, it's funny um uh, I, my buddy Stuart here in, in knoxville he hates that he likes him so much you know um and i have other united friends are like you just can't hate him there's just you know, it's it's like Mourinho. Like Mourinho has that personality, but he's so polarizing in everything that he says. Yeah. Sorry, my dog barking in the background. Um, he's so polarizing in what he does, and um, because he's looking for those reactions, whereas Klopp is just so open, genuine, uh, and honest. Yeah. Uh, there's no mind games with him. He doesn't mess around. It's like this is how it is. Hey, we were shit today, or we were amazing today, or whatever it was. Um, there's none of this, you know, playing the mind game with the other manager, telling them that I have six injured players and stuff like that. You know, it's just straight down the line. And I think that's what everybody respects about him. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I love about him. You know, it, it helps. I loved him even before he was Liverpool manager. When I found out he was going to be Liverpool manager, I was beside myself. Like, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, we went from Brandon to Jurgen, Jurgen Klopp, like that guy, yeah. the German dude. Him and it's just like oh my god like and then when I heard Pep was going to City I was just like this is the new this is going to be the new big head-to-head -head rivalry in world football Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola it's, and it it kind of has come to be. It's crazy how competitive it really is, especially like just you look at other leagues and it's just crazy. It's just crazy. The Premier League is so competitive and the. I mean, the fact that we, we've been so close and should have won it based on other years with, you know, the amount of points we've had. It's just, it, it really is. Like you said, it's, it's almost like a new era with having both of them here. And it just, it's crazy. I was beside myself as well when we got him. I, I was honestly to the point before we got Klopp that I was just so, so depressed and so upset about, because it just, it was consuming my life so much with, um, how bad things were getting and just, you know, being so frustrated that I was like, you know, I really have to take my mind off of this. And then boom, all of a sudden we got clapped and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Or, you know, we, we've got brighter days ahead of us. Um, so, 
same as you. I was really, really excited. So, yeah, I mean, um, I've held you on here now for an hour. And um, what what holds in the future for Kerry and her somewheres? Where, where's next on your travel list once this madness ends? So um, I'm actually starting a new project, which I have started it already, but I haven't really launched it. Um, I'm actually, are you familiar with Anfield Away at all and what they did for a year? I did, yeah, I saw, I, there was the Anfield Away thing. Um, I, they were pretty active on social media there for, for a while. And I, I, I think I was following them and they were doing a lot of those, those sort of little things. Um, yeah, visiting supporters groups around yeah. the world. So I'm actually good friends with them. And so I messaged them telling them, hey, I'm not trying to rip you guys off because they did a whole year of touring the world um, and visiting supporters groups all over the world and they filmed it. Yeah. So I am doing, I started taking video the last six months to yeah. almost a year that I've never edited. <laughs> I have a ton <laughs> of GoPro video of meeting supporters, watching games with supporters groups, going to the preseason tour. I'm so bad. I have all this video I've never edited. So that's actually the next thing I want to do is not necessarily do exactly what they were doing because their focus was just doing this for a whole year, visiting supporters groups and filming just that. Mine's kind of filming a lot of travel related stuff, meeting supporters groups and meeting supporters outside of groups and just combining the two in general. And I messaged them already and they were like, yeah, no, it's totally fine. You know, we don't, we don't feel like you're ripping us off or anything or, you know, and, and yours is different. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's somewhat of what they were doing, but also very different. So um, what I'm hoping to do is when I can go back to traveling is, um, I obviously want to go back to Liverpool like a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, who knows if there's going to be a parade because if we do win, you know what, let's just do it behind closed doors. Let's get whatever we can. Let's just get it. If yeah. we don't have a parade, it's going to be really sad. But by all means, we just need to freaking win <laughs> for merely... I mean, it would be it would be our luck that we won't be able to have a parade or anything else. You know, that would be <laughs> our supporters have waited so long. That would be our luck. But I'm hoping to get back to Liverpool because I was planning on being there um, for the parade and being there with a big group of people. Like a lot of people from the LA supporters groups, I'm really good friends with them. I travel a lot with the LA supporters groups and then the, the Toronto group. And then I'm really good friends, of course, with a lot of supporters here in Florida. So I was planning on traveling with them. So that's next on my list is to hopefully get back to Liverpool, get to a game. If there's a parade, I want to be there for that. But I just don't know with social distancing probably being on the horizon for a while, that's probably not going to happen. But um, I do want to, when social distancing is gone, start taking more and more video of supporters. Because um, I think what's really, really, really cool about traveling is meeting up with those supporters groups everywhere and how... I get to meet people and they treat me like family. Sometimes they're like, we'll come and pick you up from where you're staying and bring you to our supporters group bar. Do you want to come to a barbecue? Do you want to do this? When I was in Lebanon, because they're known as like the partiers. Partiers, yeah. Yeah, they asked me, let's go out to bars. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I actually have film of that that I haven't edited. One of them took me sightseeing all day. Like the, like the woman in the group was like, hey, I want to take you sightseeing. And it's like, yeah. it's just crazy that they don't even know me, but they treat me like family. We hit it off. We're friends. We, we've been in touch even during this pandemic. Hey, how are you guys doing? So all that stuff I want to capture on video because I think that's so cool to show um, how we're really united that way, even yeah. though we have, we all come from so many different backgrounds and, um, you know, everything. Places. But that's the thing, though, too, is that I've gone to countries and places where 
obviously they're not too fond of our government. Yeah. Um, and, but no one ever says anything or treats me any different. It's just like, I meet all these locals where we never talk about that. They're so excited to meet me. Yep. And they're just like, Hey, you love Liverpool too. We want to hang out. It's just, it's crazy how much, how hospitable people are. And it really shows their culture, but it also just shows that they're like, Hey, we're, we're one big family. It, it really is like that. It's, it's yeah. really crazy. Like, so I, like I couldn't even Tanzania when I showed up on, I flew and arrived there in January to the airport in Dar es Salaam. I actually only went to Dar es Salaam to meet up with the Liverpool supporters group there in Tanzania. Cause there's nothing to do in Dar es Salaam. You go to Zanzibar, you go to the Serengeti and go on all the safaris. So I showed up and I kid you not, cause I've been chatting with these supporters on Instagram for like three years now. They were there waiting for me at the airport. I had no idea. I mean, I, <laughs> I had the tears in my eyes. I'm like, what? Like I just flew for like a whole day, 24 hours, got no sleep. And here I am showing up and these like, they're like, they have like a LFC bongo Tanzania shirt for me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it was awesome. It was That's awesome. so incredible. Yeah. That's great. Okay, Carrie. Well, Thank you for spending the time. Take the th uh, take the time to talk to me. Um, if you want to finish off, if you want to give people your handles so they can follow you, a little link to your website, um, any of those sort of things. Yeah, sure. So I'm just I'm at at Carrie K E R R Y, and then somewhere the word somewhere. It's at Carrie somewhere on Twitter and Instagram, and I also have a Facebook page for my blog, and my website is just www.kerry somewhere s-o-m-e-w-h-e-r-e.com and if anyone wants to tweet and say hello or whatever you know i'll follow you guys back um i love tweeting and interacting with anyone who loves liverpool and loves to travel and a lot of people love both so it works out really well awesome stuff all right well thanks carrie and uh yeah uh check back later we'll be back with another american podcast american scouser podcast uh in the next few days uh you'll never walk alone